When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're coming out the tunnel on College Football Live with this. Colorado playing in its first ranked road matchup since 2005. Will the Ducks be a crossing point that takes this team to the next level or will Oregon Knicks the hot start? Plus, why Nick Saban says sometimes you got to put the cake back in the oven. Sounds like me in the kitchen. Will his quarterback be able to cook up something good this weekend? And Trevor and Sam are here to tell us who's got the edge in this top 10 showdown in South Bend. College Football Live starts right now. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. Welcome into College Football Live. Trevor Maddich, Sam Ocho, Kelsey Riggs with you all together in the studio. We are excited because, not just because we're together, we've also got a great week four slate. Let's jump right into it and get you ready for some of the biggest storylines this week and starting with Coach Prime in Colorado as they try to remain unbeaten, visiting 10th-ranked Oregon. The Buffs survived an overtime scare from Colorado State last week in Boulder. Now they go for a top-10 win. Jim Harbaugh also returns to the sidelines for Michigan this weekend as the Wolverines host Rutgers in the Big Ten opener for both teams. Harbaugh was serving a self-imposed three-game suspension. Michigan outscored their first three opponents by 80 points. And Florida State awaits a tough one. When it visits Clemson, the Tigers are two-point underdogs in this one at the moment. Clemson has gone 46 straight home games without being an underdog, the longest active streak in FBS. Time now for our weekend lineup brought to you by Wendy's Beef. And we have six AP ranked matchups on tap this weekend. Mentioned Colorado and Oregon. You can see that one 330 Eastern on ABC. It's one of three ranked matchups in the Pac-12 this weekend. Elsewhere, Ohio State visits Notre Dame and a top 10 showdown in South Bend. And speaking of that matchup, Marcus Freeman and Ryan Day both just spoke to the media. Last year, more than anything, again, was your first game, right? It's the first game of the season and, and going back to Ohio State. And, and obviously, there were a lot of headlines about that. But it, it, I think it's just a different um, approach for everybody, you know, in that, hey, we're, we're going into week five for us and week four for them. And you got two good teams. And, and that's the focus. Um, experienced the game last year, saw, you know, the electricity around, you know, that first night game. So they know it's going to be similar to that way Saturday night. Um, and our guys, you know, they're excited for that, that opportunity and that challenge. Um, they, they know what comes with, you know, uh, you know, games like this. All right, so here's what we have, a rejuvenated Irish offense that ranks among the top 10 in FBS in scoring, but Ohio State defense leads FBS in yards per play and percentage of 10, 10 yards per plays allowed. Sam and Trevor, guys, let's break this one down a little further on who has the edge in some of these individual matchups. What do you think? Thanks, Kelsey. So now let's break down this matchup. Who has the edge 
when it comes to the quarterback position between the two teams. Sam Kyle McCord of Ohio State's a five-star recruit. He's getting better and better every week, and he is not the best quarterback in this matchup. Sam Hartman has more experience and more consistency. What do you think about the running back match? So, running backs, we know that Notre Dame wants to be a run-first team, even with the addition of Sam Hartman. So, Audrick Estime is a beast. He's a monster, but... There's only one Audrick Estimator. You go to Ohio State, you have Mayan Williams and Trayvon Henderson. So I'm going to give Ohio State the edge when it comes to running game. Now let's go to wide receiver and tight end. Trevor, who has the edge when it comes to this matchup? Well, if I even tried to play with this, you would come over here and slap me. It has to be Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., but then beyond him, you've got Abika Bouquet, you've got Fleming, Cade Stover at tight end. When you put them all together, that's one of the best rooms in the country of pass catchers. But someone's got to try to stop these guys. What do you think about defense? Somebody has to play defense. And I know that Ohio State's defense is one of the top-ranked defenses in all of college football. But Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman is a defensive-minded head coach. And there's still those memories from Ohio State last year in Michigan and all those yards and the missed tackles. So I'm going to go Notre Dame when it comes to defense. But last but not least, the head coach. Who has the edge? Trevor Maddich when it comes to head coaches. I love Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. But I will go with the experience. Ryan Day of Ohio State has been through everything. He's won. He's lost. He's had triumphs. He's had football tragedies. And I think that kind of experience and this kind of a big matchup gives the edge to the Buckeyes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Back to you, Kelsey. Okay, y'all were selling me at the start of those only to then switch it. It's kind of like Nick Saban with this quarterback situation. Alabama going back to Jalen Milrow. He didn't play a snap in last week's underwhelming win over USF. Nick Saban said his energy, his attitude, his execution have been good, which apparently means it's time for dessert. Well, I think the cake's been in the oven, out of the oven, back in the oven, and I think it's, you know, ready to go. We'll see if it's ready to go. I wish we had cake here right now. I know that. Let's just start big picture, Trevor, with this conversation surrounding the quarterbacks there. He was the starter, then he wasn't the starter. Now he is again. Is there any concern, his mentality or this team's mentality and belief in him? You know, someone left the cake out in the rain. Didn't they? <laughs> They've got all kinds of problems at quarterback. But Jalen Milrow actually has done some very good things. He's elite as a runner. He's outstanding at throwing the ball down the field. But he doesn't have the help from his offensive line. And that's the big issue with that. He's got to have help from the O-line. And with the confidence that you need in a quarterback, he's got to be able to get some rhythm going in order for it to all work. Now, when you throw the ball deep, all you got to do is put your foot in the ground and heave it over everybody, right? But you need protection if you're going to throw those intermediate throws because it requires timing. It requires recognition. And Alabama is the fourth most sacked team in the country when it comes to sack rate per pass attempt. That's bad. Vanderbilt is better than Alabama when it comes to sacks. Something football-related, that's crazy. So I'll say this, Trevor, to your point. So when it comes to Jalen Milrow, it's not just about the offensive line, the sacks he's been giving up, but it's also the running, get, running backs have been porous in protection as well. And so if Alabama – forget Alabama. If Ole Miss wants to find a way to win this game, they don't just attack the offensive line. They attack the running backs as well in protection. That's what happened. Milrow was sacked five times against Texas through two costing interceptions. Week one, he was sacked twice as well. So it doesn't matter who he's playing. He's getting sacked. And also, he's a little bit off-target. You see some of the off-target percentage based off of the, all the pressure you see in his face. So when the pocket's clean, Milrow's clean. When he's not, there are issues. So if I'm going to miss, I'll Pete Golding, I'm going to get pressure on Jalen Milrow, pressure on Alabama, and force him into some bad reads and bad decisions. That's been the history. That's yep. what he's done. And so how's he going to get that confidence mm -hmm. that he'll be able to overcome that? 
Trevor, on the other side of things, we know this Alabama defense is still good. Ole Miss, what do they need to do offensively? Well, Ole Miss offensively, I think, needs to throw the ball deep down the field, down the middle, because that's where Alabama has had trouble. The safeties, they've had some injuries back there. They've had issues, especially with Texas, of giving up long throws in the middle of the field. And if I'm Lane Kiffin, I'm going after that early and often. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's what we saw against in the Texas game, right? We saw Xavier Worthy behind the defense. Even last year, Alabama was a solid defense. So you saw players like Xavier Worthy, people who have speed, getting past the Alabama defenders. And so if you're Alabama, you want to get pat you want to get if you're on miss, you want to get past that Alabama defense. You mentioned that Texas game. Of course, they lost at home. Alabama has not lost back-to-back games at home since 2007, which was Nick Saban's first season. We've got more to get to here on College Football Live. Still to come. Is the party about to end in Boulder? Find out why Trevor thinks Colorado State provided the start of the blueprint to knock off the Buffaloes. And we're going streaking. Not really, but we are talking about some streaks and breaking down which team and players could potentially end those this weekend. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The buildup is done. That's all about it. It's here. And the buildup for this one is right up there. Week four is coming, so let's take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview. Two of the top Pac-12 quarterbacks square off when Shador Sanders and his buffs visit Bo Nix and the Ducks. Both of those quarterbacks have a total uh, total QBR of 80 or better when completing 75% of their passes. See Sanders, he has faced more pressure, having taken just 15 sacks to just one to Bo Nix. Let's hear from their head coaches, though, ahead of this matchup, starting with Dan Lanning's thoughts on the Colorado offense. Um, Sean Lewis, their offensive coordinator, does a, a phenomenal job. You know, he creates a lot of issues. They're the fastest-paced team in our conference. They're obviously passing for a ton of yards. Um, their quarterback's playing as, as well as anybody right now, and I think um, they're playing, you know, with, well within their scheme. They understand their strengths, their weaknesses. Um, they understand how to utilize their players, and I think that shows up, you know, throughout the film for them. Um, we have not played a complete game. We have not played a game where the offense, defense, as well as special teams has all shown, shown up in the same manner. So we got to put it all together to be able to defeat a team like Oregon in that manner. We got to put it together. 
All right, we cannot wait to see this one. Of course, we know Travis Hunter is out, so Shador Sanders feels like he becomes even more important, right? What, Trevor, do you think Oregon can do to try and slow him down? Well, they'll look at the tape of the Colorado State game, and they'll see a blueprint because Colorado has been like a party, right? But Oregon wants to be the parent that comes home early and wrecks the party. So dominoes start to fall when you do the first thing that they need to do, which is get after the quarterback. Pressure. Colorado State got all over Shadour Sanders. And in doing that, it affected everything else that Sanders was doing. For example, he wasn't able to allow pass routes downfield to develop like he wants to. So here comes the pressure. He looks to his right, then comes back to the middle. But that middle route, he's got to throw the ball before it's ready. And that's why it's tipped. Sanders wants to wait until this receiver gets into the gap in the zone so he can just throw the ball away from that linebacker. But he couldn't because of the pressure. And Sam, there's more dominoes. Oh, there's so many more dominoes. This is the first and 10 play. You have two by two. Receivers are split out. You have four interior pressure people and then six DBs all at the same level. You should go deep on a play like this. It's first and 10. You have whatever option you want, but because they don't trust the offensive lineman, they're going to run a tunnel screen on first and 10. Well, those six defenders see his tunnel screen. Interior pressure sees it. All of a sudden, you have a no game. But Shadur Sanders being Shadur Sanders, he made things happen anyway. This is the two-point conversion in the final overtime. Five guys out into the pattern. Only one will be open, but it's an all-out blitz. Will he be able to find that open guy and get the ball to him when two unblocked rushers come? And will he be able to get it done being shoved in the chest while the ball's still in his hand? Well, yes and yes when you're Shadur Sanders. And his receiver, Xavier Weaver, saying, yeah, that guy's really good. Well, they want to keep the party going. For Oregon to stop that party, they need to do everything Colorado State did on defense, but a beat faster. He has been so prolific and so fun to watch. Three straight games throwing for over 300 yards. At least it's a 330 kick, so we can maybe go to sleep a little bit earlier this week. On the other side of things, this is an Oregon offense that has also just been humming, clicking on all cylinders, averaging around 48 point, 58 points per game. What do you like the most about their offense? I love their passing attack. This is the number two total offense, scoring offense in all of college football, number five in passing. There are two receivers that are dominant. They've proven it week in and week out. First one is number 11, Troy Franklin. He gets down the field consistently, gets behind defenders. But then the second one, Tez Johnson. See him on this crossing route. This play should be a tackle. But Tez Johnson, the transfer, comes in and finds a way to get to the end zone. Another play right here, you see Bo Nix. There's a reason he's been so successful, because plays like this that should be tackled, their offense coordinator, Will Stein, says no, every single play, in games or in practice, we need to find the end zone. Will Stein came from UTSA. They had a trio, trio of very dominant receivers. Well, these receivers are doing just the same, if not more, for Franklin, Tez Johnson. That is going to be the issue, especially because their star DB and wide receiver, Travis Hunter, is out. Going to be a great game, 3:30. Two undefeated teams going head-to-head. -head. One of those streaks will be broken. And that brings us to our next segment. Let's talk about some other streaks, because there are a lot heading into week four of college football. Ohio State, they've won five straight against Notre Dame as it heads to South Bend. Also, Michigan, it's won 21 straight regular season games going into their Big Ten opener against Rutgers. USC scored 55-plus points in three straight games to start the season within a single season for the first time ever. And Alabama goes for its eighth straight win over Ole Miss when Lane Kiffin and the Rebels come to town. So let's go streaking <laughs> and talk about some of the other streaks that we might see potentially broken this weekend. And I want to start with Penn State, Sam. 
Penn State leads FBS with 10 straight games scoring at least 30 points. They host number 24, Iowa. Wideout game this weekend. Is that streak going to continue, or are we going to see them put up at least 30? Well, if you like the parents at the party, they're trying to shut down Shadour, maybe shut down the streaking. No, the streak will end. <laughs> Iowa's defense has been and still is one of the best defenses in all of college football. This will be Penn State's first true test. And, yes, I believe they have a great chance to win the game, but that 30-point total should not be continued. You are the wife that pulls up in the middle of the street with Will Ferrell in the movie if you haven't seen it. I'm sure just a little throwback. Trevor, let's talk about some basketball blue bloods because they have been just rolling lots of basketball blue bloods, seven of them that are off to a 3-0 and start this season, including Duke, Syracuse, North Carolina, Kansas, UCLA, Kentucky, Louisville. Trev, are the Blue Bloods going to stay undefeated? Can the streak continue? I don't think so. I think there's some risk here. I think UCLA has got risk going to Utah. It's very difficult to win in Utah. And as good as Dante Moore has been playing quarterback for UCLA, he's still a freshman. And this is still the most hostile environment he will be in. Kansas is facing a BYU defense that features fast, active, hard-hitting linebackers. Ben Bywater, Max Tooley, guys that can keep up with all those zone reads and options and erase problems that happen other places. So I think you've got some real risk in those two places. Y'all are just killing the streak so far. <laughs> Let's see what you do with Washington because Michael Penix Jr., he's been rolling 400 passing yards and three touchdowns in each of the first three games. Sam, is that streak going to continue against Cal? Unfortunately, it will. The streak will absolutely continue. Michael Penix Jr. needs to be talked about so much more. Look at the list of names of people that have 400 passing yards and three plus passing touchdowns in their first three games. Mind you, people like Patrick Mahomes are on that list, and it's about to be four. He's the one of the be- Heisman conversation, sure, but one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. We talk about Shador, talk about Knicks. We need to talk more about Michael Penix Jr. Maybe we will, especially if he continues to play like he has so far. You think that streak's going to continue. Another one that Trevor I know a lot of people have their eyes on is what's going to happen at noon on ABC between Clemson and Florida State. So the Tigers, they've got a seven-game win streak against Florida State. Is that streak going to continue, or does Florida State go in there and get one? I think that streak is going to get snapped. Oh, like he a said little, snapped. Oh, he didn't even snap. say that it was like a twig. Yeah. Here's the problem. Clemson has not shown the ability to have explosive plays on offense. They just can't do it. And so the Pass rush of Florida State is going to make it even harder. Kate Klubnick needs time for receivers that are not particularly dynamic anyway so far this year to get open down the field. He won't have that time against Florida State. But you know where, you know, Clemson may, may not have the explosive explosiveness offensively. Let me slow down a little bit because you little caught me off guard with that comment, the twig <laughs> and the break. But defensively, here's, here's the thing. So we know how prolific Florida State's offense has been, but if there's one weakness in Florida State's offense, it's their offensive line. You know this because you're a former offensive lineman, right? One of the best to ever do it. They have some weaknesses on O-line. There's two, the starting left tackle, starting center. They may or may not play. They've been gone the first two weeks. Where's Clemson's strengths defensively? It's their defensive line. Guys like Tyler Davis, like he's, he's on that line. Guys like Ruka Roro, he's on that line. And so if something could be exploited, if you want to stop Trey Benson, one of the star running backs for Florida State, you want to slow down Keon Coleman in the pass game, get to the quarterback, exploit the weakness. So I think Clemson has a better chance than I think we're all giving them credit for. Yeah, Florida State will just call Duke and say, so how would you guys do it? Oh, wait, too soon? 
Not too soon. Because no, because that was a couple saw, weeks ago. I think this Clemson team yeah. looks different than it did so far. That's we'll fair. see. They haven't played the same type of opponent like they played against Duke early in this one. Also, Nate Wiggins. Not on the defensive line, but everybody got his name written down after what he did, starting with the pick six last week. And speaking of that game, it is one of our two big games on ABC and the ESPN app. Clemson looks to defend not just the streak that you set, but also a 25-game home win streak against ACC foes. And then we've got Coach Prime in 19th ranked Colorado squaring off against Bo Nix and number 10 Oregon Nix and Shador Sanders could light it up. Coming up next on College Football Live, it's time to go channel surfing. So many good games this weekend, so little time. We've got you covered with the ones you need to tune into. You're watching College Football Live presented by Dr. Pepper. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Catch the game day crew from South Bend at 9 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Nobody's going to skip over that game. That is a big one. But welcome into our cozy little living room setting right now because what we want to do is give you a reason that you should not channel surf. You should stick with some of these other games that we haven't talked about yet. So, Sam. I've got the remote. I need There's the, the TV. I need the I'm remote. I'm giving it to you. I need the remote. Nice so we're channel surfing. What you got? I want to see Michigan and Rutgers. A couple reasons why. First, Coach Harbaugh is turn now back. There. How do I turn this thing on? Boom. I need a new remote. All right. So Coach Harbaugh is back. But why does this game matter? Rutgers' defense is actually ranked extremely high right now. Their running game is the number one running attack in the Big Ten. And so what will this Rutgers team look like when you have a coach, Jim Harbaugh, He's going to get J.J. McCarthy back looking how he's supposed to be looking. So that's why I want to see Jim Harbaugh's back. J.J. McCarthy, give me some offense. Okay, let, let me give you no, let me, okay, take a Let me turn the batteries a little bit. If you roll I'll them, sometimes you. they work. <laughs> Oregon State at Washington State. Styles make fights, and I love the style differences here. Oregon State is physical. They're pounding. They run the ball well on defense. They're hard to gain a yard on on the ground. But Washington State isn't going to try to gain yards on the ground. Oh, no, Cam Ward is one of the most prolific passers in all of college football. So you've got old-school tough against new-school high-tech in this game. And if you love differences in styles, you do not want to pass up this game. Put your remote down. Hey, put the remote down. Maybe give me back the remote because this is another game you're going to want to watch and a team you're going to want to watch. That team that you're going to want to see is Louisville. The reason why you want to watch Louisville is this. Louisville, no one's talking about them yet. They're 3-0. No one's talking about this team yet, but they got Notre Dame in a couple weeks. They play a Boston College team, a Boston College team that nearly pulled off the crazy upset against Florida State. That is a game and a team you're going to want to watch. Jeff Brom, he's now their new head coach. They call, he was coach of Purdue. They called him the spoiler makers, but now he's blowing other people. Y'all share the remote. Go ahead. All right. Well, I got the remote now, and I'll tell you what. UCLA at Utah, do you like danger? I like danger. Do you like potential awesomeness or disaster in a football setting? I like it. That's what you got here because Utah's defense has been carrying this team, but UCLA's offense has been phenomenal, third in the nation in rushing, and they've got a freshman quarterback in Dante Moore who's averaging 19 yards per throw. This guy is incredible throwing the ball deep, but he's a freshman playing that defense 
at Salt Lake. Well, let me give you one more because we've talked a lot about the SEC. I got my eye on Auburn and Texas. You didn't give me the remote, though. Oh, you got it. Oh, man, good hands. <laughs> and we'll see if uh, these, these players have as good a hands this weekend. Connor Wegman, he looks great. But the Auburn run game, what will they do? It's going to be a great weekend tomorrow. College Football Live, live on the road. Same place.